Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Poodle, you've been holding this in. Go ahead. Tiffany, we told you so. Told you so, told you so, told you, told you, told you so. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, poodle? To love. <laughs> It's reality, yes. Let's love. And I'm doing the told you so dance. <laughs> when Debbie Reynolds would do that on Will and Grace. God bless. Moment. God rest her soul. God rest her soul. And you know what? Debbie Reynolds is looking down going, Told you so, Carrie, Tiffany. That faggot was right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was pretty satisfying, I must say. <laughs> we don't always want to be right, but it was kind of nice to be right then. It's I think I think Were you screaming when you yes, watched yes, this? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I think there's still something that she doesn't she still sees herself as a victim here. And she, she does. does she still doesn't get it that it's all within her own potential to stop this. Yeah, someone needs to, someone just needs <laughs> to go into a room, the lights off, they they take tape and clockwork op- orange open her eyes where they can't shut and they just show her like 4 hours of Brené Brown. <laughs> <laughs> or show her hor- the thing is, she'll not she's not respond to that. She needs she Gary only coughs somebody. She only needs to she it's not good stuff. It's negative reinforcement. Yeah. That's the only thing that's going to work with her. But it's only going to work a little bit because her fucking hard-headedness. 
Ah, y'all. What we're saying is Tiffany is, of course, at the end, she was back with Ronald. And how long did that last? She was there for four months, which can you imagine four miserable months with Ronald? Can you imagine leaving your child for four months? Daniel, yeah. Daniel in the U.S. I know he's with your mom, but still. Uh, again, I, I've, I've now, I've given up all hope of being able to snatch her back no. from, no, she's lost. She's lost. <laughs> and, well, we'll get into it more. Y'all, this is the te- this single is life tell-all, tell all, uh, part one, season, season three tell-all, part one, otherwise known as gooped and gagged. <laughs> uh, we were we were all Sean Robinson this I mean I'm telling you literally I thought she shit her pants just oh uh 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 I think someone gave Debbie some meth <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Cuz she was a fucking gargoyle the whole time She was They either hyped her up with something or said Debbie you're going to go out there okay I'm going to go in again get in everybody you know what I think it was. She, she, Tony was backstage, and so Pee Wee was just is whispering her. <laughs> Go after him, Mom. Get him. It was. The, I, I want to say, I think she's been doing them so long that she thinks she has something important to say. That I will say, you can tell the people that are too comfortable. I, she's off. very comfortable, and that's a problem. Yeah, she um, won't be comfortable. Whenever her son comes on. Nope, she won't be. saw in the clips. Uh, she was a fucking gargoyle. I thought she was going to literally gnash her teeth at Josh. Does that lady come with a mute button? I got to say, I was very angry that there was a three-part tell-all. I don't mind it if it's going to be like if this. If it's going to be like this, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm, also, like you said, I think on another... Boy, what a difference 42 minutes makes. I'm going to say it again. It does not going to ever happen shit. because of advertisers, but 90 Day Fiance needs to go back to a 42-minute show. 100%. 100%. I'd even be fine if they had 20 episodes of 42 minutes. I, it's, it's, it's not just, it's not just uh, the, the, the length. When you do a 42-minute show, it's got a beginning, middle, and an end. And the the format of this show, which is kind of documentary style, works better when there are quick clo- quicker closures. Yeah. Instead of an hour and twenty five minutes. Because y'all, it's always usually that that fourth act in. Oh, hey, that's, that's when that's I start a, losing. I start losing it around fifty minutes in, where we're just. Going, that's exactly when I start yeah, losing it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've seen your eyes glaze over. Yeah, I stopped writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's, but it's, I think that's where the storylines start to run out, too. I agree. Um, I agree. All right. I don't know what episode this is of The Single Life. I forgot. Is this 11, thir- 10, 13? 12. Whatever. It's part one of the tell-all. So, yeah. Um, if you're listening on our Reality Gates Plus, you're getting this 24 hours in advance. You're getting this up on Monday night. We just... We just record it and then immediately goes to press. And then if you're listening on the free feed, you're getting it on Tuesday night. So um, it's interesting. Like people kept asking Veronica. I saw she posted on her social media and she said, y'all, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen either. They don't tell me shit. 
It's all a little spectator sport-ish, these tell-alls, yeah. turns out to be. And I think, yeah, I was I was kind of shocked at what was happening. It did feel a little produced to me. Um, a lot of beginning production. Yeah. We're getting more, but remember they've been doing that in the tells anyway. They, yeah. they want to lean into the cast interacting with one another. Some ways I like that because Sean Robinson doesn't ask the best questions a lot of the times, but in other ways I don't because it doesn't then feel like a like in the housewife reunion you always feel like Andy you Andy holds the stage. Like that's what made the Selling Sunset reunion so good is that right. Tan France Tan France owned the stage. Well, the difference is that Sean is still trying to Sean is on that stage to provide the opportunity like we actually care about these people's relationships working. <laughs> that no think about that it. That is exactly true. And that and it's almost like no one tells Sean that that's not they're what like, the hey. audience wants. And they're like I'm not here to hope that Debbie, Debbie gets dicked down by Canadian Mountie every night. Yeah. I don't give a shit. That's her kind of perspective. It's like, we wish all of you the best. None of, none of us wish any of these fuckers the best. Well, Veronica. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I do. No, I do. Like, <laughs> I do wish Veronica the best. I shouldn't say that. I, you know what I wish Veronica? Would, what? I want Veronica to get all the dick she can. That's what, that, I, that, that's what I want. You know, have yourself a dicky little Christmas. But what I'm saying is, it, everything about this show, everyone. everything about this show means like second chances. You can find love, and this idea of because you won't be happy until you're with somebody. Well, but don't that, forget that that is the way the show works. I know, but I, I kind think, of our society. I know. I agree. Yeah, uh, but it's I'm just not, like I know. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But it, but, but it, like, if this show's extra desperate. Because they've got even like they've got the the they they've got gremlins to the new batch on on this on this season all the complete unacceptables like who can't make anything work it's true I mean fucking Caesars on this season for God's sakes Tania yeah. did no you, one can be with Tania did you think it you need to turn on timing <laughs> I know. Did, did did uh you're going off? Well, it's it is. I, I you just just in this moment, I realize it is the setup of this show and the way the the, the expectations of the show don't what they what they're trying to show us is never what happens. But you're gonna. Ha but that's like Tiffany. You got to let that go. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. No, I agree. Did you see where actual ninety day fiance was just trolling Caesar, just showing every time they showed the backstage of Caesar, he would go hi. Yes, I I told you about that. You did yesterday. Oh, you did yes. <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about, and I just went uh huh. I love it when I. Well, have I didn't to know because then if I said I didn't know, then you would have been like you didn't see that, and I just was trying to move things along. Okay. So it's <laughs> You've better. You've never done that to me? Um, I don't know half of what you throw at me. <laughs> I assume it's just ravings. <laughs> That's fair. And we never really get back around to it. No, we don't. Yeah. Y'all, uh, come see us live December 3rd at Kate Casey's show at the Improv. You can go to our Linktree link. Uh, we're going to be guesting on her show. Uh, we should ask her what we're going to talk about, but we're excited <laughs> about that. Um, 
Well, I mean, like I know eh, she might we'll have other guests. Figure it know. out. But we're yeah, we're just taking an Uber. Yeah, I'm gonna get blasted. Yeah, I'm like it. Yeah, y'all. The <laughs> holiday season is upon us. Um, y'all, we talked about we've got some uh, special collabs coming up. We've got our cray cray collab coming up. We've got our um, crappens collab coming up. Can we announce that? We Can already we, did. We did, are, we have, did we officially announce the crappens? What it was? We haven't announced this, this show yet. Okay. Uh, we got to talk to them and see how they want to do that. But we okay. have to decide That's a good idea. something. Um, but we know with them. But also, um, we have another collab that we're doing this week with uh, Meredith and Jack. Uh, and that's going to be... Constant Reality Check. Constant Reality Check. You already check. forgot the name of the show, didn't you? No. I, 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 wanted to, <laughs> I started to say Meredith Constant Reality Check because that's her name. But... Um, there were, but I did forget what show are we redo. We talked about it. Uh, fine, not fine. Love live. Uh, love beyond borders. Love beyond borders. Or love without new, borders. Love without the new Bravo show, yes. which is look, looks like a ninety day fiance ripoff, but kind of more it highbrow. Is. It is, but they match people overseas. So we're gonna be the combination epi- of like married at first sight and ninety day fiance. Yeah. The episode airs on Wednesday, right? Yes, and I think we're gonna do that episode. Yes, so um. Uh, but we'll we don't know when that's going to air, but that's going to be coming. And um, and then we still have um, I'm e- emailing scheduling now with uh, I've had it with Jennifer Welch and Pumps from Sweet Home Oklahoma. Sweet Home Oklahoma. That's going to be coming. In. And I think that's it for our collabs because we don't really have any more time after that. That's luckily. true. But doesn't it feel grateful to have friends? Because <laughs> you, you gotta, gotta have friends. Boy, you took that high. Well, you started, and <laughs> then you kind of messed you, up a couple pitches. You took that so high. How high was that? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know anymore. I don't know where my range ends. Because you got to have friends. I'm just shouting. <laughs> Chris Cornell, before he died. God rest is one of the greatest rock singers uh, we had from the late 80s and 90s and 2000s said, yeah, sometimes when I'll just I would just scream and another note would be there and then I'd scream and another note would be there. He's like, "Okay, I guess this is how things are going to be. That's poods. And drugs took him, sadly. Well, I hope that doesn't happen to you. Yeah. No. I don't do drugs anymore. You don't do drugs anymore, yeah. (laughs) That's good. Y'all, drugs are a young man's game. I'm glad. Don't don't start. If you're over 40, it is too late to start doing drugs. I think 30, really. (laughs) I think if you're over 30. Early 30s, you can start. I'm going to say 30. I'm going to say, and there's also nothing wrong with not doing drugs. That's true. The reality gaze does not take a stance. You could start smoking weed after 40. That's fine. I did. But not hard drugs. No. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Trust me. Cocaine is not a drug you want to start doing in your 40s. <laughs> it's not. I think. I don't know. Never done it. Oh. All right. Uh, I think that's it for all of our announcements. What? I just make it up a fun word. Fun I'm to feeling who? festive. Your tree puts me in the mood. It, it's getting the holiday. We're doing our, these fun collabs with our friends. I'm getting excited. So you make up words? Yeah. All right. Um, so do we, do we talk about anything happens in this kind of yes. preamble? Natalie looks so much better without that eye makeup I, on. I agree. She looks gorgeous. I think her hair looks good. Yes. Even. 
It's good extensions. She's got yeah. extensions in there. But like, it's normally like I've never seen her come up with a passable look. <laughs> yes, that's true. Everything feels like it's too much. Yeah, the makeup's good. Mm-hmm. I don't even mind the like fake color, light blue Cinderella dress she's got on. No, you know what Natalie's makeup always looks like? She always looks like the person in community theater who always is too extra with their makeup. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she looks like. Like you always wanted to be? No, I didn't do too much. Maybe I had one. I did put on a lot of makeup when I was rubber face and showboat, but that was in seventh grade. I grew out of it. (laughs) Okay, good. Even in seventh grade, you put on well, a lot of makeup. My, that was my first, first Ardmore Little Theater community show, right there on Showboat Cotton Blossom. Just to clarify, how big was this house? Oh, one sixty. <laughs> oh, but I was in full beat. You know the concept I of even, stage makeup, just yes, so we're aware. Yes, Jeff, what is it? Jeff Jelona even told me that you can put the red dots in the corners of your eyes and it brings your eyes out. Little tricks, theater tricks. 160 does not need stage makeup. Well, I wanted to be seen <laughs> and expressive. This is not a 3,000 seat house. Cause just because stage makeup is too defined features so then people in the back right. could see. Well, I... I wanted to make sure the people that came from Ardmore Methodist that sat in the back could see me. Again, you were they were 50 feet away from you. Know you know what? The <laughs> Goddard Center, you could lose yourself in there. <laughs> 160 people. Oh, I I could I could weep reminiscent joy just thinking about the smell of that theater. Wow. Oh, magic. I remember Vicky Jelona looked Moth right at me. Mothballs and dandruff. Yes. <laughs> Vicky Jelona, yes. And art supplies because it was right by the, gal- the Goddard gotcha. Gallery where they did painting lessons. Gotcha. I remember Vicky Jelona looked at me. She said, uh-oh, he's got the bug. And later on, she you got theater. the actual bug. Yeah. And then later <laughs> on, I got, yeah. 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 Um, I did say it was funny watching Veronica. It's like Veronica didn't realize, oh, wait. People are going to come for me. I'm the one in the hot seat. And Tim's just like. I don't hey, like five of these. Whatever. I don't like, this is like fine. This is great. I'm your boy Tim. <laughs> hey, I'm keeping it cheesy. Um, we had a lot of people reach out to us about Tim's pants. Oh my god! And the closest talk about thing books, yeah. I can, I can say, we talked about it with Caitlin, our social media person, is the Lady Gaga she, meat dress. The Lady Gaga. I just want to say, Caitlin, our social media person. Couldn't stop talking about them. I she couldn't get over them. It almost looked like it was gauze that had been dyed. I, I think he was maybe it was an ad and he was trying his he was trying to have his legs look like Cheetos. <laughs> He's on brand. I, I will say he I, was the cheesiest. It, I, I could not process these pants. It was a color that doesn't really exist. I will say. His eyeliner was more subtle and appropriate than Natalie's. <laughs> I agree. Um, Tim, can I think, you just do Natalie's makeup, please? I think everyone looked good except for Tania, and I just didn't understand the I, dress. I forgot she was there. Yeah. It didn't was, get a lot of her in It was this, this kind of jewel tone dress that didn't have a lot of shape to it. I don't even remember. I'm, you're recalling this, and I, I mean, you could say that yeah. the ghost of Queen Elizabeth was there, and I would remember yeah. that easier. And her hair didn't have that scrunch spray look to it. Like sometimes it does. Yeah. But 
but the dress didn't do anything for me. Debbie looked like she always does, y'all, in that kind of like jewel tone color. She um, looked fine. She yeah. looked fine. Caesar looked Caesar. <laughs> um, I'm glad they did not let him wear a top hat. No, I'm glad that Sean looked nice. <laughs> she did like in yellow. Yeah, yeah. she looked. That's a good color for her. Veronica looked nice in green. Veronica looked pretty. Who else? Uh, I agree. Natalie's dress didn't look like a nighty. That's true. Josh looked good. I'm glad he had the tats out. Oh, yeah. He got a oh. little kick, 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 just for the opportunity. Oh, I you think. think he did? Yeah, I think it got a little look, good for him. Got a little pump, pump, tweak, tweak in the facey. Little bow. Yeah, little bow. Little bow for the mows. Not, not mad at it. Um, but y'all, if you're gonna get your holiday Botox, get it now. It's too late because <laughs> it takes two weeks, so you gotta so it'll pop in before Santa comes. Uh, a couple of things, just some looks. We we do hear that Tiffany said it's been four months in South Africa, and she said, and it's exhausting. And I wrote down, I knew it. <laughs> I knew. It. Uh, Caesar arrives, y'all. Recent breakup, shocker. Actually, no. I want to say. You thought I, I, they might make it. I, actually, I thought she was a something, <laughs> but something happened because I did think they were make it because I thought Alona was. I thought she was valedictorian of the Ogle Poodle Sky, and the only reason I can figure out that she broke up with Caesar is because she found out he had no money. Maybe I think she did it just for the show. It wasn't even Poodle Sky a school. I think oh, she did it just for the show. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, but he's dating someone new. We're going to find out about that. But it was this weird thing that they were all like saying, I've got some candy, but I'm not going to tell it so, now. Yeah. Meanwhile, Veronica's dry heaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even before that, though. Uh, uh, Tania said, I've been busy. She, guess what? Tania's been traveling. And Is that does... a BevMo sack? Yes. Oh. I ordered alcohol last night. Had our old friend delivered, did we? Yeah, because I didn't have anything the whole weekend. Because <sighs> I drank everything. <laughs> well, that's, I hope you would have. So, uh, she basically, we hear that um, Caesar basically... Is talking about is just doing Tania's nails I just that, right there. I thought that was sweet. It just did her nails and did weird. her weird. I thought it was sweet. What? That's what? What? If you were there and you were in the back room, did you think it was? Well, no, no. Hear me out. If you were in the back room and someone said, "Uh oh, we got hammering going on, y'all." <laughs> y'all, there's so much construction at Poodle's apartment, but then there's also construction at my apartment. So we're begging and begging. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you walked in and someone said, "You know, I'm having a little trouble." Talking day, it's like my voice isn't there. You would immediately go, just do this, Tania. You would. And it would be a video clip of you just going. Absolutely not, because I'm paid to do that. You you would know you would do it. No. I I you are you are you're too much of a helper. I think this is you would have done it. No, I think this is too strange. And especially when he said, I can do Brazilians too. I'm like, okay. He meant Brazilian nails. No, he didn't, honey. Yes, he did. He joked and said, I can do Brazilian waxes too. He said waxes. I didn't hear wax. That's gross, Caesar. (laughs) 
Thank. I'm glad we went. Glad we got around to it. It was still nice when he was painting his nails, and I still stand by. You would give someone a voice lesson on TV, and as sissies are going to support me on this one. I might fix it, but I would do it. I, the I, fixer, and you couldn't help it. I I can't fix someone's voice who's not really doing well. Nope. I would need anyway. Uh, anyway, we did hear that. Uh, Natalie is there. Natalie's acting off, y'all. Offer than she normally does, and that's okay. saying something. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know if she's terrified of being confronted by. I think a lot of things are happening. I think morally, Natalie thinks that what she did was wrong. Being well, she acted a little weird, but I want to say she does. It she acts more weird when the producer said. Hey, I just want to let you know that Josh and Mike both will be here today. But that's when she kind of spun. But Did I you think, think it was before. I, bef- even even before that was that was when she even went. She went into like panic mode. Oh, she almost yelled, "Drive, Tara, drive!" Because I she think get out of there because of her beliefs. I think what she did, being a married woman in a way, is okay for her, which in America's not seeing it. But when they could judge her morally is when she started to worry. Hmm. Like, she filmed a show, and she's like, oh, wait, people have to see that. Yeah. And I think this is the first time, you guys, we realize she thinks she can't play the victim because we watched her kind of... I I, I think she got over her skis. I disagree with you there. I think she's too much of a... uh, I think she's too much of a borderline person that she feels like she can always play the victim. I don't know if that went away. Because I think she ended up doing that in this episode. Yeah, like when she walked away and all that. It's but I do think she's having a moral conundrum. Yeah, like oh wait, I didn't think this through. This was hard to watch. Oh, I loved her. it. <laughs> I loved it. I hard think, to watch. How I think like it's, it's because hard to eat I, two hot dogs. I, I know, but it's because it's mental illness. Like oh yeah. I, I should feel bad, but I don't because Matt well, Natalie knows what she's I'm done. saying it's not as funny because I can actually see her. I can see her emotionally shut down. And when she goes, I don't know, it's that, that, that's not, that's, that's, she thinks she's unsafe when it, when that behavior happens for her. I guess I don't feel bad for her because she's not unsafe. I, I, but she I, thinks she is. I, that you're it's totally all in right. her, she's her all mind. In her head. Yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. agree. Um, y'all, they talk a little bit about fucking. Tania had sex. Debbie's like, I'm good. Peewee's like, Yeah, he even fucked me too. <laughs> um, I don't know how that would work. But, well, but Josh fucked. This is the thing. Natalie admits she slept with Josh last night. Yeah. Nah. Wouldn't you? But I'm saying that's where things. I think she's. Uh, she's just spiraling. Well, even Tania says in her in the moment to the camera, she's like. Natalie, please get some therapy. And again, I wrote, God, she's so good when she talks about other people, just not herself. But Tiffany says, yeah. Um, she's fucking weird. She's like, she says things <laughs> wrong. She's a sweet girl, but she's fucking weird. <laughs> That's how we all feel, Tiffany. That's the deal. Like, God. She's not a sweet girl, though. If I didn't have Natalie's to talk not about Tiffany's girl. life, I would love hanging out with her. I bet she's a fun to hang out with. But I just wouldn't let her talk about her life. She would go like, and then I'm like, uh, 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 no, uh, uh, here's uh. the thing, sweetie. She's a sham. Yeah, she is. Everything you're seeing, everything that we've seen from day one of her strong woman persona, strong woman, is a sham. It's a sham. And that's why we all, if you're still a Tiffany stan, first of all, 
where have you been? I don't think so. There's um, not a lot of people out there. You that need are. to. I think we kind of were before this season. I I I not think I wasn't a fan, but I still felt like there was a person in there who could wake up. Uh, I think I'm the one first that called her a bad mother. Yeah. You followed suit quickly, but we did come for her when we saw her go over to South Africa and take her yeah, I and just, pregnant and have another baby. We called then, her sensible, though, in a way. But she's just not. She's just not. Not. She's a fake. Well, she's not. Y'all, the tell-all begins. begins. So we get a little bit of Veronica. Um, Tim comes out with his pink, red, whatever pants. Um, and so... Although Veronica comes out and Tim comes out, but then we talk a little bit about Natalie. So, y'all, I think we're going to have to do this tell-all in cron order. Yeah. Because it was just kind of all over the place, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, the first question is, Natalie from Sean, are you and Mike over? And I she- couldn't say that. This I'm is- lost. I'm lost, Sean. Sean, I'm like deer in the woods. And she I'm basically for says, three. what should I do? What should I do? She's asking the cast, you guys. This is why I think, I don't know if this is an act yeah. or, but it's, but it's such an, it's an act that is just, it's like, almost like she has no other options left. Well, it is, she will not, I think a part of, you said a morality issue. And the more I think about it, I don't know if it's a morality thing. I think she realizes I don't think she morality is in saying that she feels bad about what she did. I don't think she does. I think she realizes though she did something wrong. I think quote perceivably I, wrong, like you were saying. You said that she she like did she something. She people, thinks people can judge her. Yeah, she did something that's going to be perceived as wrong, and so she's like, "How do I not take responsibility?" That I this? agree with. Um, and she's like, "Is it going to be Josh? Where's Josh?" She's like, "Good question." She's like, "Maybe you help me." And immediately, mm-hmm. immediately, it's like Yakov Smirnov Comedy Hour. Yeah, it does. That she thinks she thinks she's the comedian of the show. Then they all basically say they have something new, blah blah blah. And then we kind of really dig into Natalie because Josh comes out. Um, she lives. Natalie is in Florida. <sighs> she's thinking about moving to Los Angeles. <sighs> <laughs> Y'all, she's gonna be at like the fucking Ivy if if all I, the time. If I see Natalie, I'm talking to modeling agents. If I, you know what, this is what I want to manifest. I want to be at a commercial audition where I have to do a scene with Natalie. I'm gonna say this now: this city would eat her alive. It would eat her alive, and it would also support her crazy. It would, because and that's Angel- the most dangerous Los thing. Los Angeles will is a city. We'll accept you're crazy. That will that will um, narcissist can find a place to to not thrive. Well, I would say sometimes thrive here. It all depends on how well you can sell your bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But y'all, I I think she probably could get a job here. She'd probably do background. Can you amaze, um, be imagine how well she'd do background? Ironically, Unless she'd talk to she, people. Ironically, what she would have a problem with, Natalie is very pretty. Pulling focus. And <laughs> she is not, though, what right now, she's not what Hollywood beauty standards That is true. So that actually would be harder for her. I yeah. actually think like her job of being a model and things like that are better for her probably in Florida. Yeah, I think L.A. is not the place. 
but but I'm saying we would we would take her with open arms. <laughs> I would anyway. Oh yeah. So oh yeah, uh, she would go to the Ivy or what's that Sofitel on La Siena? Yeah, yeah, right there. Uh, he basically. And then he basically is just like, I want to hear what Josh says. And so Josh comes out. Even good. though Sean is asking her the questions. Right. Yeah. Y'all, Josh looks, God, this man could dick me down. Yeah. He's like hot. one of those long sessions, you know, where I'm like laying in the bed and I'm just breathing heavy. And then he gets up and showers and I couldn't get up because my knees, legs are shaking. He says, baby, you look good enough to eat again. And then he just jumps on top of me and ravishes Someone me. Someone says, baby, Wah. you look good enough to <laughs> eat again. Yeah. And I go. <laughs> <laughs> we need to move on. That's gross. Well, I'm just talking like you talk. No, when I do, it's cute. <laughs> sure. Um, and also, mine's just a little more inventive. Jesus, yeah. When, when, when yeah. have you seen anything? Since yeah, Skinamax, real ninety inve- nine, real inventive. Um. Anyway, he. I wrote down that as soon as Josh comes out, Natalie has this weird. Maybe it's manufactured. This weird PTSD response. I mean, she it's, does that thing where she she. Takes her head down. She looks her eyes up. She bats her eyes, and she kind of swivels back and forth, like and she won't. Like she becomes a little girl. She won't look at him. Yeah, that's of, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's this. It's not about Josh. It's about a PTSD response from earlier in her life. Yeah, and uh-huh. it's it's interesting because she did not have that with Mike because in a weird way she trusts Mike. Yeah, yeah. She does not trust Josh. She does not. And it's interesting. Debbie immediately goes in and because um, Sean says, how, well, Sean says, how do you feel about moving to L.A.? And Veronica even said, do you have a place in L.A.? And he does. Why and, are you staying in a hotel if you got a place in Los Angeles? Here. Debbie, this is what you don't understand, Debbie. This is filming basics, Debbie Gargoyle. Shut up. Yeah. This whole plot thing of her trying to make a plot point of this. Shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking These about. These are filming basics. Of course Y'all, he stayed at a hotel. Josh lives in Van Nuys. He doesn't <laughs> want to take anyone to that apartment. It looks like it looks like cardboard boxes stacked together. It's not because he's broke. <laughs> it's because... That's that, what everyone that's can what, afford. That's what we would do. Yes. You don't live. If I had a gentleman caller coming here for like to stay... I would get us. I would do it. Let's do a staycation, right? And I would have. They would never see the inside of my apartment. If you have a, if you have a, if you have a, already a home somewhere else, there's no way you can afford a nice apartment no. in Hollywood. No, no. Yeah, this is all stupid. Or it's in some place in Koreatown. Yeah. that he doesn't want to take. Look, people don't see the inside of your apartment in Los Angeles until at least. There's an engagement ring, or you've seen the 401k. Exactly. Here, here. Here, here. Uh, I prefer to blindfold them. Yes. So they, don't, they can't you, find their way back. You tell them it's a game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Gerald's Game. <laughs> the Stephen King novel about all, like, S&M. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Ha- no, honey, that was a movie last year. People was, it was very popular uh, on Netflix. I don't remember it. You don't remember shit. <laughs> Fair. 
lord. Um, so it's also a scary movie. I don't want to see that. It's not. It's I don't, Stephen King. It's scary. So again, again, Sean saying, "What's the status of the relationship?" Where and and then and he says. Or maybe she you says You don't want to admit that he's a, that she's your girlfriend. That's it, Josh. What is this? Why does she go so far this in with this? is the problem this? when people are too comfortable. They 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 see a plot point and they went, oh, I'm going to drive a new, I'm going to, I'm going to get screen time is yeah. what this becomes. And I, this is where tell-alls become stupid because then, and this is where Sean Robinson needs to take more control as a host, but yet... It's really interesting the way they produce these shows. We pretty much know. We haven't heard this, but we pretty much get the little bit that we know. In no way does Matt Sharp Productions or TLC want these people to become reality stars. No. Yet, they give them carte blanche on these fucking tell-alls. Instead of establishing... It's like they also don't want Sean to be the face of 90 Day Fiance as yeah. well. They want this to be a nameless-like thing where they can plug and play people. And the problem with that in a tell-all is you feel like no one is holding the room. They want chaos. They want They want but chaos. But you can do that. We don't feel like Selling Sunset is Tan France's show. No. But it makes for like a... Love is blind type of and, messy reunion. And it makes it so that no one feels, weirdly, it means that no one feels safe to talk for long enough because yeah. they need to interrupt. Because a host provides the safety. Yeah. It's like Where a shark cage. Is Erica Hill? I know. Someone call Erica Hill. It's like a, it's, it's like a feeding frenzy of sharks. You need to, I don't blame Sean for this. I actually don't bl I blame Tania, production. Tania's over there trying to say something. Veronica's trying to get a word in. Mm -hmm. Everyone's oh. trying to say something. It's, use whatever metaphor. Dogs fighting over meat. Twinks fighting over a top. Same thing. <laughs> Ravenous. Over fight, twinks fighting over a bottle of poppers. Who's oh, going to get it? Oh, boy. I saw, I saw <laughs> one queen lose an eye in Mickey's. <laughs> so, um, and then he says, is Natalie your girlfriend? And and he's like, well, she's still married, and he won't answer if he's the girlfriend. She still says nothing, and they do this weird thing of like schoolyard. Well, Josh, is she your girlfriend? Well, and Tim interjects and says, "Well, you want to figure out? You don't know if she's done with Mike or not. Right. You're trying to figure that out." And Josh says, "A good thing to say." Yeah, he said, "I'm not asking you to get a divorce." Any Tim's like, "So you feel like you're a backup?" Mm-hmm. And Josh is like, yeah. And then Natalie goes, it's clear to me that I'm not his girlfriend. And I have no one there for me. Victim, 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 victim. Yeah. And yeah, she said, I would never, I will never divorce a guy who's there for me. But the thing is, Sean then says, are you in a relationship? And Tiffany says, are you in love with him, Natalie? Natalie doesn't answer the questions either. Yeah. So why does she expect Josh to answer them? that? That's why I, I wrote this down. I said, because Josh is speaking, he's the one getting yelled at. Yeah, but when they tried to, Tim said, you've got to choose, Natalie. What does Natalie do? She Leaves. gets up and she walks away. And y'all, we're going to talk about when she comes back after this commercial. I need to go. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? 
That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there... No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my, um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. 
It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Open, find your happy. Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners. We know you get tired of waiting. Reality Gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Have hope, have hope. Keep going, queens. What is there for me? Empty space. Empty spaces, empty boyfriends. <laughs> I am in the food once more. <laughs> my friends, my friends out there, they near me. Oh, Natalie. Uh, so, uh, and she says, this is the thing. It's a, it's a reason to what she does this next part of her segment is she uses this way because she sees them. She's an amazing survivor. Um, She sees them as all kind of attacking Josh. And she basically says, um, Mike is a part of my life. We talk. And, and so you realize you say survivor. I say opportunist. Yes. But I, but I I see what they're very similar. I think they could be very. Yeah. Opportunists, though, usually are in a place of where they, where they're in a safe place. Mm-hmm. Survivors aren't. 
they're bare, they're scraping to survive, but it's basically the same thing. I guess, yeah, I, yeah, I don't have that emotional memory with, or I don't have that inclination with our opportunists, but yeah, um, but she totally jumps onto it just because everybody else is right. Yeah, and and that's when they say you have to pick, and she leaves, and then y'all, when she gets back, she says, um, uh, Josh basically says so. Just so you guys know, if she leaves, well, while she's gone, she's yeah. like, so whatever you, what you guys know, what you guys are getting, that's what I got, and that's the most real, real. thing that is said in this tell-all. Every time he tried to pin her, to, she like freaked out, and Josh says, and she, that was what was shown on camera. That's what was shown on camera, and then Josh starts talking about how she messaged my coworkers before, and with her because she has Instagram, and you know, I have to say, as Josh talked about Natalie this entire tell-all. He never went for her identity. He never called her crazy. Nope. He never said she was insecure. He said that she had insecurities. Right. He really, this guy is, and you can look at that as a good thing, or you can look at it if you're not a Josh fan, that he knows what he's doing. Right. But, um, so she comes back. Yeah, he said, you can't do that again. You can't send things to a female employee. She's, she actually denies it first. She goes, why would I do that? Yeah, and she, she kind of looks around like Mango. What would I do? I did, ooh, I'm not Mango. I'm lovely. Everyone loves me. I did not do that. And then she says. She denies it. it she said something about he wasn't, they weren't happy about it. Instagram, I was confused. Here's what, here's what the, um, here's what the, the woman who worked for him said. Uh, she had better options than I did. Or I had better options than she did. Basically calling her, she said, um, uh, she she basically said that. Well, Natalie said, she posts a picture after I have four tequila. So I say, fuck this. She said, Josh posted a picture of her and basically, or Natalie said she, the woman's insinuated that she was drunk. Okay. Again, that's this moral issue. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, people yeah, yeah. are going to see it and judge her. And she goes, it was very offensive. She called me ugly. I wonder if that's what happened. I'd, y'all, if there's somebody you don't believe, it's Natalie. But yeah. Debbie jumps on and goes, well, what? Pee Wee goes, get her, mom, get her. She just, y'all, the gargoyles, the gargoyle, her face just transformed, just goes back into a sneer. Because this is the thing. You're exactly right. Debbie has been at too many of these, and she's too comfortable. It's the same thing with Angela. They're now yeah. too comfortable at these tell-alls. It's, you're not the host. And they, they got good feedback when like Debbie went, went in on Ed. I'll guarantee you the producers encouraged them to do Oh, yeah, definitely. Encourage them. Especially someone like Debbie, who, when she's weirdly, from what we've heard, we, we've heard this from other people, Debbie's one of the nicest people. To the other cast. To the other cast yeah, members. Yeah, so, uh, it, it all feels a little... Unless you're Larissa. Unless, <laughs> Unless you're Larissa. Yeah. But I think it's okay because for Debbie, if you're in her club, you're fine. Well, talk about an opportunist. Yeah, definitely. So, she's basically saying they've been... They've been she's like, we've been dating for... A year now, and uh, and she basically says, uh, and I think this is, I think I don't know if this is Natalie or Josh. You don't give a fuck how I feel. I think it's Natalie. Well, Sean asked the question. She said the question is, 
You're using the excuse that she's married Josh. Right. But Mike. It, um, that she's married to Mike, but Josh, is that you? Right. And Josh does kind of hem-haw about the question and say, well, we've been dating for a while. And then that's where they Natalie show says, you don't give a fuck of how I feel. But they I show don't a, They it. show a clip of, of Natalie say, if Mike takes me back, I will tell Josh it's over. And Josh starts crying. On camera. Yeah. And either he's a really good actor, y'all, or that hit him emotionally. Yeah. And uh, Natalie's crying too. Yeah. She looked mortified. This is one of those safety things where she's a frightened animal. She's just kind of looking down at the ground. And Josh says, basically, he's like, I think she needs to figure out what she wants to do with her life. And they break. Producer, Producer asks, how are you feeling, Josh? And he's like, angry. I don't I'm, like the one with the red hair. I'm even more She's confused. <laughs> that one with the red hair. Just wait till you get a load of me. <laughs> I want to kill him, Mom. Ooh, let's kill him, Mom. We're going to tap time for the tattoo guy later. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to Veronica. Veronica. Um, and y'all, it is... Uh, it is Justin is here. The fuck boys back. Fuck boys back. Fuck boy. Fuck and boys, Tim fuck said. Boys back. Tim, Tim basically like was said. You know, I, you were trying to sleep with him first night, and 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 Veronica's like, I was not. And she's like, you tried to sleep with me the first night. She's like, that is true. <laughs> Y'all, because she's one of us. She's a dick pig. Yeah. Um, and then Justin basically says, uh. Uh, you should, um, Justin basically is coming for, the, in the same way, that kind of transphobic way or even even homophobic way that Jesse comes for Tim. Like the same thing. You look, you look prettier than Veronica. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just throw, throw, throw him into the basket of deplorables too. Yeah. Let's just throw him on the burn pile. Yeah, I think Justin's in there. Uh, I mean, because he did... Fuck her, and then the next morning say, guess what, I'm moving to Florida. Not the next morning, I'll, I'll be a couple weeks later. No, it was the next morning. Oh, I thought, no, I thought it was, that was later. He did say, I may be moving to Florida. Oh, maybe that's it. And he broke yeah. up with her later. But he kind of ghosted her. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, And he... Tim so calls Sean him a asked that, she's like, why did you wait till after you slept with her to tell her? And Natalie's just fuming. Debbie's, all the women are like, this and Pee-wee's over there saying, let's kill him, Mom, kill him. <laughs> Pee-wee's bloodlust knows Pee- no bounds. No bounds. I think it's interesting when, y'all, Veronica's just like us, like a normal person, when she's watching herself, she's like, oh my God, it's like softcore porn. Oh yeah, she's, she's so uncomfortable. And y'all, this was filmed before the show aired, a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, Probably yeah, yeah. like week two or week three. So they yeah. haven't seen a lot of this. They haven't seen a lot of this. Um, and so Justin Justin tries to deny um, and say, I'm not a fuckboy. Right. And... Um, He's like, Deb's I, over I there just, just, wanted, just a girl. Like, and Sean, he's like, I'm not a fuck boy. I did not waste her time. And then Sean Robinson, this was a good moment for Sean. She said, well, I think she does. I feel like she thinks her time was wasted. 
And she kind of used that. Sean was like, yeah, that's the final word on that. You wasted her time. And then she said, well, that's all the time we have for you, Tim. <laughs> and and then, Justin. Or Justin. And she said, Tim, final words. And Tim's like, have a good one, man. Wish you luck. Have a good one, brother. Eat your Cheetos. Uh, and Tania's like, he was good looking. And Veronica's like, he was. You know that was code for like, Tina was saying, that was good dick, wasn't it? And Veronica's like, girl, it was. It was. was. He's a nice dick. I can tell you Justin's got a nice dick. (sighs) Yep. What are you doing tonight, later? (sighs) I think that construction wound you up today. It did. And you have a picture of... uh, (laughs) That you gave me, which is just filth. Y'all, I, Absolute <laughs> filth. You're going to see it on our holiday special on December 12th. No, I just, 11th, 11th. I just need 11th. to say it's a perverted version of King Triton and Prince Eric in a holiday theme. It's a very gay perverted, and I got it because it's disgusting. Um, but y'all, we all wanted to pinch King Triton's big nipples. Don't tell me that wasn't part of your sexual awakening. In the picture we're seeing, though, there are white pubes sticking out of <laughs> King Triton's pants. Well, he's Dirty Santa. I got that. Okay, thank well. you. Thank you for explaining that to me. <laughs> well, Santa has a beard. You know, there, up there, and down there. <sighs> y'all, it's absolutely disgusting. You're going to see it at the live show. Get ready. Just filth. I bought it in Bryant Park when I was in New York. You're going to be in New York. We're going to get a Poodles, a very special Broadway corner when we come back. I, I will, but I'll make sure to talk about that this is a recap of shows that I saw, and it won't include nonsense well, like yours did. I'm not David. Did you see that uh, Nicole Kidman gave $100,000 to... Uh, I saw that. Broadway Cares, Broadway Sacrifice Cares. Aids. That was sweet. Yeah. At the Music Man show. She paid sweet. for it. Well, she didn't give it away. She paid for his hat. She paid for his hat. So yeah. she might as well have given it away. Yeah. Unless she keeps her hat in her... Keeps his hat in her house and just wears it occasionally. She'll probably give him the hat back. <laughs> Why does she want a hat? I'm sorry. If I pay $100,000 for something, I'm keeping the hat. <laughs> Well, you better bet I am. Maybe they live near each other that he can come visit it. I don't know. There are like a thousand hats. Good for Nicole Kidman, though. We still got to love her. I'm, I'm sorry. I have a problem with this. If you pay $100,000, <laughs> you keep the hat. It's not about the thing. It's about the thought. No, you keep the hat. And say, <sighs> that's, that's Hugh Jackman's hat. That's your I Sondheim wrote a hat on a hat. And Poodle's memoir will be, you keep the you hat. You keep that fucking hat. If I pay $100,000. Oh, God. I need to move on. Your cheapness knows no bounds. It's Tiffany. Um, Boy. Boy. I just... So, she's like, Carly's so big. Daniel's like uh, almost a teenager now. No one cares about this. Let's bring on Ronald. Right. (laughs) They bring him on very quickly. They do because... It's a 42-minute show. We don't have an hour and a half to talk about bullshit. Tiffany's whole demeanor changes. Oh, as it always does. When Ronald comes on. her favorite position, she won't admit this, her position of power. We all have our own position of power. It's like, what's your position of power? Tied up on a stake. Her position of power is to be the victim and to fight it and to be the... Be the justice while, warrior. While you are burning on a stake when the when the when she, the apostates have burned you. She thinks of herself as Joan of Arc. Yeah. She is just sitting there being burned on a cross, y'all, and people and she's just shouting at everyone who did it. It's and true. most of them Ronald. 
<laughs> with his big old potato head. Big old potato head. Ugh. And so uh, Ronald's sitting there with his arms crossed, so you already know he's pissed. We do find out. When was the last time you spoke? He said, today. So y'all, th- I, I get you have to co-parent the kids. She just doesn't have any fucking boundaries when it comes to him. And it's so <sighs> fucking irritating. She doesn't. Now, we find out that, though, he was the one that dated first. Yes. It wasn't Tiffany. Decided she found out on social media. That he basically had a girlfriend online. Yeah, I miss Danielle when I said that. Wouldn't you social like to see Danielle media. just a little bit? She's still on social media. Not Mohammed, but I'd like to see Danielle. I kind of miss her on The Single Life this I do, season. too. I hope she comes back with, and the, her, with the witch angel. And her friends uh, who want to cut off her head. Yeah. <laughs> Because she still hasn't orgasmed. No one's been able to do it yet. Um, one day that you're, there's going to be, they're going to think of volcanic eruption in Ohio, and there, and it's just Danielle climax, and their, uh, and their, their, their uh, war, warlock overlord will come back. They have to, cut, unfortunately, they have to cut her head while she does it. <laughs> okay, so. yeah, yeah, they have to do that. Too. Yeah, because the blood, the blood of an idiot has to water, the, has to water the ground. It will be fertile then. <laughs> it will be fertile. Who, who has to, the blood of an idiot waters the ground who orgasms for the first time ever. And it brings back Adrian Mordred or whatever the name of, whatever the name of their person is. Wow. In my idea. <laughs> so, so, Ron, and so, um. Uh, Ronald's like, you know what? I don't want to open wounds. I don't want to talk about things that I heard her. Because it hurts her. And I went, how convenient. How convenient. How convenient. God, he's repulsive. He's repulsive. He's such a fucking monster. <laughs> and I'm so glad that we didn't fall into that. You know, some I went, Carl's up. Carl, look how sweet Ronald fixed the apartment. We some, did once. We In his earlier seasons, we thought he might be hot. Yeah, we did because we said he had a nice dick. I I don't know. You said he did. Maybe I I still think he. Now I just imagine it's just like, another potato. He's top five for just one of the most grossest men ever. He's just up there again. As, as Sissy said, Ooh. that bus is going to become a duck tour. Yeah, we need to get the duck bus. It's going to be a duck boat, duck like in Boston. It's just mm-hmm. going to go all across the Atlantic Ocean. And I'll just, I'll, South Africa. I'll, I'll walk by him and play casino music, and he'll just Exactly, slot machines. He'll just, tra- and he'll just float out, <laughs> never to be seen again. I'll bury him with a roulette wheel. And then, yeah. <laughs> and his mother's fridge. Uterus will, <laughs> uterus will end him first, actually. Yeah, good. So Everyone do him, do him a favor. And, and He's not around. And Ronald said, well, we're in a place just trying to fix what I messed up. And Tiffany said, we're in a place. So I messed up. And she went to, we, we fucked everything up. Uh, and he was, turns out, he was getting money from the ex-girlfriend well, because Tiffany, of course he was. Of course he was. And Tiffany says, which I probably agree with her, but at the same time I can't. Because she says, I went there and did nothing wrong. And I wanted to say, well. You never do, honey. That's what you did wrong, exactly. honey, is you went there. You're in action. That's what you did wrong. You, there is. You're doing, doing wrong is trusting him at all. Yes, exactly. I, and she said, y'all, three days after she was there is when she found out he was still getting money from the ex-girlfriend and still talking to her. I'm, I'm going to say this now. And Ronald goes, oh, we're going to go here. I'm going to say this now. 
I don't want anyone to keep a child away from their parents if the child's not in danger. This is a situation where you need to. I, I For do, your own sanity. I do think that... This is too dangerous I of a person. Ronald has a lot of, of toning and work to do before he can be allowed to Agree. see his children. Because would you feel safe leaving... I Absolutely not. I would never leave Carly with him unattended. Carly. And they didn't say this on the show, but I could tell from... Daniel's already written him off. Yeah. And either Tiffany's facilitated that or Daniel already knows he's a loser. He doesn't think of him as dad anymore. Yeah, I agree. Um, but this is I this is where I have to go with it. Because I think it's the only way to keep yourself safe. I think it's time. I think it is time. If she doesn't listen to us. No. But the only thing, because I think that's what more than anything, because Tiffany has her own issues with her father. Exactly. Which they mended, but Which still. Which they played out, but they mended it, but in true Tiffany fashion, not everything was really and talked about. And she has about. her own. Daniel's going to have issues with his biological father who was killed. Yes. But still issues. So I know Tiffany wants to probably, a part of her wants to break the cycle mm -hmm. and say it's different. What if sometimes breaking the cycle is... Stop trying to fight to fix it, right. but just work with what you have. Keeping yourself safe. And say, and it is, I think, at this point where, yes, I agree. Because that is a very last resort, I think, too. But I think it's necessary. So, y'all, Ronald says you want to go there. This. What if Ronald wasn't a, what if he wasn't a biological father? It's almost like, what if he was a stranger? Would you accept that behavior? No, you would not. Absolutely not. So, don't, just because there's blood in between them. Think that you owe them more. You know, we find out Tiffany's like, this is the thing. In a way, Tiffany loves this because she gets to crucify Ronald on television, which she is does. one of the few positives in their relationship. And she's like, you were manipulating me. You stole my debit card. You stole $250 to gamble, which means Ronald is now off Relapse. the wagon. He's relapsed. Yes. And so Ronald says, don't make up bullshit. And she looks at him and says, fuck you. He hits the computer, y'all, in he a very dramatic fashion. And Sean Robinson goes. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're unclear, Sean Robinson shit her pants. Because <laughs> I almost shit my pants. <laughs> when he did that, I was like, because why I believe Tiffany is because. She's never had this much honest rage towards him. Oh, I, I believe something. her. I believe She's her. Been wrong. I believe Tiffany too. It's just though, I don't feel sorry for her. Every every her. bit of things that happens to her is another feather in her cap in a weird it's way. True. He kicks that computer. And yeah, and Sean Robinson goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> and as Sean Robinson tongue pops and takes us away. We put in, we we bring the part one of Tell All to a close, and I sat there staring at the screen. <laughs> I might have pooped a little. <laughs> yeah, um, I I could not believe what it was, happened. It was good. I'm not gonna lie. It made me. And but you know what? It was. What do we say in a reunion or a tell all? We either need to find out new information or we need things to get resolved. We found out, except for Veronica. Tim, Tim and Veronica, or I'm sorry, not Tim, Justin and Veronica got resolved. Yeah. Basically, Sean put a nail in that and said, bye, And bitch. we did find new information. And with Natalie and with Tiffany, we found out new information. Heads above the below deck med, 
uh, reunion we just experienced. And going to be thousand leagues probably above the happily ever after reunion, <laughs> which I'm predicting to be just a slog of Angela walking off and on stage. Uh, and three, three parts. Like, at this point of happily ever after, why don't you just bring Avery and what's his name back? Omar? Just bring back, no, not them, the bad Avery. Ash. Avery and Ash. <laughs> the Let's bad just have Avery. them. Like Bizarro Avery. Yes. The one who wants to talk <clears throat> the to the podcast show. movement. And I thought, she has no idea what we said She has never, li- you know, golly, y'all, the only remedy we need for happily ever after is the single life and Darcy and Stacy. I need it. I'm so ready for and it. If, uh, and Toe. The other way, because I can finally say, this is Toe! I know, but at least Darcy and Stacey will start in January. To, I'm so ready for them. I need our girls. I need our queens. I wonder, I wonder what's in that slot right now. Uh, is it My Big Fat Fabulous Life? I think so. I think so, it is, yeah. Because yeah. um, the Monday night slot. And then the, the Extreme Sisters is the cringe tier slot right after that. Let's be honest, it's all cringe tier. Oh, it's all cringe tier. <laughs> Y'all, that's the show. That's part one. It's part one. You can go to our website, realitygates.com. Go to our Instagram, Reality Gates Podcast, our TikTok, Reality Gaze. Um, hey, we'll see you on December 3rd in Los Angeles at Kate Casey's show. We're very excited to do that. Go some to people, our- some, someone DM'd me and asked if there was a live stream. There is not. Um, so. Y'all, we don't know. There could be. <laughs> We're not running the I, show. I assumed At, Kate Casey was not doing it. Ask a live Kate stream. Casey. That's true. Um, ask her. She's if you're in the Facebook group, she's a member. Ask her and tag her in the Facebook group. Um, we're very excited. Uh, and a lot of collabs and a lot, a lot of fun things. We're y'all. We're winding down to December, so we're. I'm going to try to remind people in these shows. Put your cares away. I try to do it too. Put your cares away and just. Have fun with us for an hour, so we hope that you did. Amen. Until then, though, we call these... Boy. You know, I say it every time, but sometimes it just makes bile come up in me. because I know. Hits. We call these people... We call lo- these losers. We call these people lonely hearts, because aren't we all just lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong places, Poodle? Yeah, and if you've ever had a red-haired woman screaming at you and you just want to press the mute button on her... That's me on a daily basis. <laughs> get him, Maddie. Get him. Call us. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. 
And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.